Hello and welcome to Deja Vu, the Ithacan's weekly review podcast. I'm Reviews Editor Jake Leary and I am here today with staff writer Aiden Lentz. We're going to talk about the Lego Ninjago movie. Uh, this is going to be a rough one. I've slept one hour in the last 24. I gave up coffee recently. This is going to be a fun train wreck, but a train wreck nonetheless. Aiden, kick it off. Tell us about Lego Ninjago. Lego Ninjago is a movie following up the Lego movie and the Batman Lego movie, but this time it's different because it's Lego's own property. And by their own property, I mean their own official Power Rangers ripoff, but their property nonetheless. I think it's been going on for like six years or something. It's it's one of their most popular brands amongst like little kids because they managed to realize that when you cross ninjas with mech warriors kids think it's just the coolest thing ever, which it kind of is. I was going to say, given my internal maturity, I do also think that's the coolest thing ever, for the record. Um, Yeah. So the first thing I want to touch on, and I think this is the biggest thing that everybody is talking about going into this movie, how is this one different from the other Lego movies? Ooh, boy, howdy it isn't. (laughs) Um, Basically, it's different in that it's less interesting and they spent less money on it. Um, the thing about the Lego movie is that its expansiveness was kind of the charm of it. Lego's not really a brand so much. It doesn't have a brand identity. Its brand identity is all of the different IPs it has access to. Um, so what they could do is they could kind of harken back to both some of the more classic elements of Lego that people still remember, like the Spaceman and all that, um, but also have this just wild mix mash of IP Um, But done in a way that's very self-aware and kind of interesting. And the Lego Batman movie was different because it could be very focused on superhero tropes and a deconstruction of the Batman character. And while it's not as good as a Lego movie, it's still very specifically about something. And it treats it all very well. The Lego Ninjago movie is more like the Lego movie, except a lot of its scope has been taken away. Um, So it's only about the Lego Ninjagos, which, full disclosure, is a property that I don't really know anything about. Um, I'm aware that a TV show has been going on since 2011 and is apparently still on the air. Good for them. Um, I'm aware that there's some amount of large, complicated lore that this movie only kind of hints towards but does not go into at all, which is definitely for the best. Um, but yeah, it's basically just the Lego movie. Uh, but the only characters in it are the Ninjagos, which are, which is mainly Lloyd, um, who is played by Dave Franco, um, who is the son of Lord Garmadon, the villain um, that attacks Ninjago, the city, because apparently this movie was named after the city. Uh, and everyone hates Lloyd because they're all aware that Garmadon is his father. The only, the only thing that they don't know is that Lloyd, along with, mul- with all of his friends, is a secret ninja team that doesn't actually have ninja skills, but they do have mechs. Which isn't made clear is if this is like a unique thing. No one else seems to know how to do it, but when did they learn how to do it? That's besides the point. They're a superhero team, essentially, and he is also the son of Lord Garmadon. And no one knows that. Is this movie funny? Because I think the thing that caught me off guard about basically all of the previous Lego movies, all two of them, is how funny they were. And how funny they were to a jaded, cynical 19-year-old boy. Yeah, um, this still appeals to the jaded, cynical 19-year-old boy in me as well. I think not as much, um, but it is still funny, and there are still jokes that I enjoyed. Um, I think this movie is intentionally trying to skew younger, because while Batman and Lego 
has a wide pool of interest. Ninjago very specifically is a newer brand that specifically appeals to um, newer fans of Lego. Um, so this movie does seem to be parodying um, essentially Power Rangers, but on a more surface level um, that basically kids will still understand. There are references that kids definitely won't get. But for the most part, the humor, I think, is skewed a bit younger. And, and as a result, it's a bit more going for like the surface level like superhero jokes. So that's a little unfortunate. But it is still funny. There are still fun little jabs at modern modern culture. Is it jam-packed with 10 million references like the other ones were? Not even... You, you are, you've already said that there aren't a whole ton of characters in there from other properties, but there are at least some shout-outs to some of those fun visual gags and visual not, illusions. Not really. I mean, the movie mainly parodies superheroes, anime, and kung fu movies. Um, whenever they really lean into the kung fu movies is when the movie is by far its most entertaining. Um, but really, no, it doesn't actually, which is kind of loses some of the charm. Another thing that kind of loses the charm is the fact that they don't actually build stuff. Like in Lego, in the Lego movie, there's a lot of building happening, and that's kind of the focus of it. In the Lego Ninjago movie, they build a helicopter once, and that's it. That That's the only... It seems like a much more constrained world where far less can happen, and it's just... It all takes place in one city and, like, one jungle environment, and that's it. Like, ultimately, it feels like a much smaller movie, which does allow for them to focus more on the Garmadon and Lloyd relationship, which is, for the most part, well-handled. There are moments where characterization is just kind of thrown out the window so the plot can keep going. Um, but for the most part, they handle it well, um, and it's and it's heartwarming. Um, but, but yeah, no, for sure, in, in doing that, and also the fact that it seems like they didn't expect as big of a return, so they put less money into it, um, all of that kind of makes it a lesser of its, of its uh, prior, you know, of its predecessors. Do you think they were trying to go for the same thing? I mean, this movie is being released and marketed in the same way that Lego Batman was. Um, so I see it and I think, okay, this is the next movie in that vein. But do you think that is what you should go into this movie expecting? I think it's basically exactly the Lego movie, just like not as good. Uh, so at the end of the Lego movie, spoilers, it's revealed. Time. Yeah, and it's great. You should watch it. Uh, that it's really just about a contentious father-son relationship and the fact that the kid feels like he's being neglected. Um, In Batman, it is about the effect that a lack of parents has and basically how Batman isn't even paying attention to both his surrogate son and his surrogate father. Um, So it's still dealing with father-son relationships. This one is exactly the same thing. It's kinetic. It's a lot of jokes, like a million jokes a minute. In a lot of ways, it is just the previous two movies. It just... It seems to have less, it had less to build off of, honestly. Like, not knowing a lot about Ninjago, it just seems like all of popular culture was the scope of things that could they could do with the Lego movie. All of the Batman mythos, which is like half of popular culture now, kind of forgot about that, yeah. And this one is just like Lego Ninjago and Jackie Chan um, is ultimately just like all they got to build off of. And Jackie Chan's great. I love Jackie Chan. Can't wait for his weird Taken movie to come out. But ultimately, it's just a smaller, inferior movie. All right. So I want to move into a slightly bigger question. And normally we break this up, but I don't feel like doing that this time. It just makes more sense to keep, you know, powering through here. What is the identity of the Lego movies at this point? Because I think it was very clear watching the Lego movie. You know what that is. You know, you can imagine in your head what the Lego movie 2 would be. And you see Lego Batman, and it makes sense still. You know, you still see the same 
things that we've kind of talked about before. But from what you've described about Lego Ninjago, that throws everything off. There are certain themes that are there, but some of the heart and soul of it seems to have kind of deflated. Yeah, the Lego Ninjago movie is almost just like a metaphor for all of Hollywood where someone makes this really kind of great, unique movie that has this very specific tone. And then um, because they don't have access to those same directors, because those directors got a lot more work, they then are left just going, okay, what are the things that we can replicate easily and we're not going to fall straight on our face doing it? Um, And this always results in fine movies. Mm -hmm. The movies are never, usually the worst big budget Hollywood movies that come out are swings and misses. Like they're going for something and they fail. Um, This one is more of a Marvel movie. It's really the same thing as the Marvel movies where what made those movies exciting and special two thirds of the time isn't there anymore. And, but it still has the same tone. It still has the same style for the most part. It's still like a stop motion, wacky. You can barely even tell what the heck's going on. Um, so the identity of the Lego movies at this point is take a standard movie, make it very self-aware, and then have way more shots and edits and have them be very aware of the fact that they're Legos. And then that's it. Because it's Lego, it, it can kind of be anything. It can be, but it doesn't seem like they're doing that. You know, you've described three movies that are like, you've described three movies that are about a father-son relationship or a parent-child relationship in some way um, that all make, that all have a very similar tone. So they can be anything, but they're just reskinned versions of the same thing, which seems like such a paradox for a Lego property. Yeah, I mean, what I would love to see is like Lego trying to tackle a horror movie or a disaster movie. Why do we have to keep doing basically superhero movies? We have enough of those. We're literally getting like eight of those this year. What if a, like what if the movie which I haven't I didn't come up with this um but what if the movie 2012 was a Lego movie? How incredible is John Cusack in a dumb car driving through but it's all Legos. Like that's what I want what this franchise will probably be is the same movie over and over and over again because people, not even kids, people just seem to go to that. And that's easy and you're not going to like lose a bunch of money on it. I mean, these movies do seem to be diminishing returns like from the Lego movie to Lego Batman. But I would love for them, because Legos can be anything, and the inherent charm and funniness of Legos and the fact that the whole movie is Legos is kind of like weirdly great. But it, it will lose its inherent charm and comedy the less they're willing to experiment with with genre essentially so this is something that weighs on me constantly because i think surprise is one of the most powerful things a movie can have working behind it uh, the lego movie great example of that this thing that should have been a despicable marketing machine was actually something that had a ton of heart and soul in it i think of guardians of the galaxy which is a movie about a dumb raccoon with a rocket launcher but because there was a little bit more there still so many problems topic for another day but because there was more than people expected the narrative of that movie now is a very positive one so i think surprise is a really important element do you think without that going for it the lego franchise has any legs to stand on it'll be interesting to see what the box office for this movie is because it is skewing younger um like, there's, there was a Taylor Swift song in the trailer. Like, they're not going for the same demographic. Um, the Lego Batman movie seemed to have been going more for young adults and people that are really into Batman and actually know 
a lot about Batman, and it did fine for them, but it didn't do that great. So I would, I honestly kind of hope this movie doesn't do great. So they think, all right, we can't just copy and paste the same thing, but just try and vaguely change the people that it's meant for. Um, yeah, this TBA essentially or TBD. Um, this franchise may or may not have likes. It really just depends on how this one movie does and how the studio reacts. Um, because studios tend to have strange reactions when movies don't do well. So, I mean, that ultimately would be the most interesting thing to have in this movie. I mean, they very well could. They could end this franchise, too. They have so many other Lego properties that exist behind the scenes that people don't think about. You know, there's this whole little multimedia empire going between games and, like, weird book tie-ins and all of these things that, again, you know, I'm 19, I don't know about them for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I it's very possible that there's a Lego movie in development right now that has been announced and neither of us have any idea about it. Well, there are also the hidden Lego movies too. And this is where the identity of Lego yes. becomes complicated. There is the Lego Batman movie that was released in theaters and is this big budget experience. And then there are the Lego Batman movies, which are just Batman stories rendered in Lego that are the, you know, straight-to-DVD releases. Yeah, I've seen those on TV before. <laughs> I have. I've been tempted to watch them as a Batman fan. but it, it's You like, watch five minutes and you realize it's not for you. <laughs> no, this is not something I should be spending my time on. Um, but that that's this whole Lego empire, and it's confusing because they have so many different identities in different places. And if you started talking about the Lego games, which is a whole other show in and of itself, there's a very specific identity there. And then if you talk about the toys, you know, the actual Legos themselves... It's a whole other idea there. So it's just layers on top of layers in the Lego onion. Um, Ultimately, it's almost like the Disney approach of this isn't cohesive, but we will entrap every aspect of your young child's media experience. So it doesn't matter if it's cohesive because they never escape it. And that seems to be the real Lego identity is just the singularity. Yeah, because come on, you get a Lego as a kid. You keep that thing built by the instruction manual for five minutes, and then you tear it apart and build something else. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Star Wars as a kid, but I love those Star Wars games. Yeah, exactly. All right. I think that's a good point to end on. We're feeling good about Legos (laughs) and somewhat avoiding the topic of the Ninjago movie. Yeah, they're Um, cute. (laughs) Oh, those little figures. I love them so much. Should probably buy more, but God knows I don't have money There's so much money. Oh, my God. I know. It's terrifying. I walk around at Target and fear for my life. Anyway. I do generally, but that's more of the location. That's been our show. I'm Ann Lentz. For Deja View, I'm Jake Leary. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.